1: Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel. That's every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, check out Five Reasons YouTube. We will be bringing back soon before floor post up Five R. Clutch Corner, Full Court Press, Feel the Heat. It's a lot of NBA content, but also all of our Dolphins NFL content. If you really still want to follow that this week, you are welcome to do so. Also, check out fivereasonsports.com. Make sure you're spelling that one out. The latest from Brady Hawk, Marco Romo, and everyone else. We do not have a paywall, so that's uh, one reason to go. If you don't like it, it's still free. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reasons Sports Network. That includes our friends over at Prize Picks. Actually, I'm looking pretty good tonight. I decided to go Darnold under. We'll see how that goes. I think they're going to get ahead and run the ball after that. So go to prizepicks.com. Use the code five F I V E. That'll get you the double matching bonus. If you go to prize picks, And of course you can also play MLB if you want, we're going to start doing NBA shows as well. You can pair players from different sports. You can play pair, pair players from different teams. You can go all in with power play or halfway in with flex play to go, but go to prizepicks.com and make sure that you're using that code five that's f-i-v-e to get the bonus and now tonight's
2: episode to uh, five on the floor ride for my dogs where is the thing you can check the score hustle hard couple scars yeah. wearing bubble frog just yeah. like yeah. brother said yes. you in I trouble young no,
0: kept my my the floor playing yeah. got an one y'all
1: seen the Sports enterprise Rider. You can follow Welcome to Five on, on the Four, a Lee. daily
3: insider
4: show on the Miami Heat, Heat and the NBA, featuring name. Ethan Coleman, Greg Sylvander, and Alex. thanks for having me, man. Others. Let's start here. We're going to go around
1: the Eastern Conference with you a little bit as the training camps open. We'll get into some Heat conversation with you. We definitely want to do that, but obviously there are some pressing issues with some of the other East teams. I feel like the heat, everything's pretty calm right now. Um, you know, other than waiting for Victor Oladipo, uh, and seeing what Kyle Lowry looks like in a heat uniform, it seems like we kind of know what their rotation is going to look like. We, we kind of know what type of basketball they're going to play, but there are other teams in the Eastern conference that have some issues, primarily the Philadelphia 76 ers where the process has gone completely off the rails here. Um, Ben Simmons, not going to report, clutch, playing games with him. Doc Rivers on television now or radio trying to basically, I guess, smooth over the situation. Um, What is your view on this? First thing, your view on what's happening uh, and how we got here and who's to blame and then how you think this situation ultimately plays out?
3: Sixers have to trade him. Um, I mean, mean, not, not just because he made the demand, even before he made this demand. Um, They had to move on from him because there was no future for him. Um, The one thing I think that a lot of people are overlooking with this, they say Ben Simmons is, you know, runner-up defensive player of the year, three-time all-star. He's a great player. You got to keep him or you got to, you know, he's a guy you can build around. One thing that people haven't been noticing is that he's been in, he's played four seasons. He's gotten worse every year. He started as rookie of the year, averaged 16, 8, and 8. Last year he averaged 14, 7, and 7 and that those numbers aren't going to blow anybody away. And you could talk about his impact on the defensive end, but he has been regressing. And that's the one thing that stands out to me. Um, offensively, he's never been a threat because he doesn't want to shoot the ball. You know, and also he makes it 4 on 5, which is a problem when you have the ball in your hands and you refuse to shoot. So he's been a detriment to them on the offensive end. So whatever he's given them on the defensive end is fine and dandy. He did a great job on Trey Young in the, in the conference semis but he didn't want to shoot when it counted. And I think Philadelphia fans have probably been more willing to move on from him because it's been the same issue each postseason. Another thing to look out for too, I think with Ben, um, is that his first two years, he only missed two games or three games. Um, The last two seasons, he's missed at least 10 or 12 in every season. So his durability is a question. He missed the postseason two years ago. So if you're the Sixers, It's been past time to move on. There have always been questions about whether he and Joel Embiid can play together. Um, There's always been questions about just his, that fit. Is he playing the right position? Should he be a point guard? I think those are questions that no longer need to be things they need to concern themselves with. They need to move on. And for him, he needs to move on because he's been coddled his entire time there. Brett Brown gave him whatever he wanted. The Sixers tried to give him everything he wanted. And the minute there was a little crack in their commitment to him, when he was name was circulated in James Harden trade, that's when he lost confidence in the organization and he won it out. Then, obviously, this offseason, they committed, they went all in on Joel Embiid being the guy. And then he realized that his future there is always going to be linked to, to Joel Embiid. So it's time for him to go. Um, so that's basically how I feel. I think that a lot of ways that we can be deceived by numbers, we can be deceived by statistics or just what you know, the, the, you know, all-star appearances and all those things. But if you actually watch Ben Simmons play the last couple of years, as great as he's been on the defensive end, um, I don't know if he's worth the headache. And 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 when I say headache, that means getting to the postseason and watching a guy that you've built everything around just vanish on you. Yeah. just you can't have that happen
2: he he crumbled my M- michael it's funny you say all that about ben simmons i am not a ben simmons fan either i am known on this podcast as a guy who Uh, His limitations, like any upside that anybody has talked about with him, the limitations just uh, they don't bite for me. Um, And I I feel like uh, we have to give credit where credit is due. Uh, You've had some of the best tweets of the week. I'm going to actually read one because I liked it so much. And that was done two days ago where you said. Uh, Ben Simmons sank the 76ers championship hopes by refusing to shoot and has now tanked his trade value by refusing to show up. He has some legit gripes about being thrown under the bus after his flop, but Philly won't forgive him for running from accountability for his own failings. I think that really summed it up. And then you, Insult to injury. Is this the first time in NBA history that you can credit the Atlanta Hawks for breaking another franchise? I just love all that. So the podcast listeners had to get a taste of that. So this is what <laughs> I want to. This is where I want to pivot to as we talk about this. Uh, there was a shakeup in Minnesota where the general manager was just ousted from there, and I'm interested in your perspective. In Minnesota, was probably the odds-on favorite for Ben Simmons. I think even in Vegas, the the Timberwolves were considered the favorite for any degenerate that's betting on where Ben Simmons is going to end up. But do you think that that um, what went on in Minnesota is going to get in the way of them finding a, a trade destination for Ben Simmons before training camp?
3: Yeah, um, I don't know. Um, I, I, I don't. I mean, the Minnesota situation has been a mess for, for as long as I can remember. Ever since Kevin McHale has been gone, it's just been just constant, just instability uh, with that organization. And right now, you really don't know what's gonna happen. But the one thing that I think that struck me uh, when Minnesota's being mentioned is like, who's Minnesota gonna give up? Because every article I've read is like, well, they're not gonna give up, you know, uh, Russell or uh, Anthony Edwards. And I'm like, well, then what are we talking about? If you're not gonna give up a starter for a, you know, a starter, then we can't have a conversation. You can't just give me scraps and then expect us to move on and be happy. Um, so I'm not sure what Minnesota's gonna offer. If I'm Philadelphia, the only player I want off that roster is Anthony Edwards. And I don't see Minnesota giving him up. And if they're not going to give him up, then I think I need to look at somewhere else, but I don't want D'Angelo Russell. I don't want him. You know, I don't, I don't want him. He doesn't, he's not going to fit. He's not going to help Joel get better. And if anything, he's going to frustrate him and he's going to, he's going to want him out of town too, by the end of the one year, um, the guy's been moving around a lot of places. And I just don't know if he's a guy I can rely on, especially on a big stage when it gets to the playoffs. Cause the one time he got on that stage, he, he really flamed out too. Um, so Minnesota's always being mentioned, but I'm like, if they're not giving up Anthony Edwards, who I think is going to be a big-time star in this league, then I don't even want to have that conversation.
4: It's it's interesting that we're at this point now, and like Leif said, like Greg said, excuse me, <laughs> that tweet you put out there was very succinct. It also made me happy as somebody who also does not enjoy Ben Simmons or the Sixers, but I do have a question here. <laughs> that I was thinking about as you're kind of talking through all of this, how much of this is Ben Simmons fault versus the Sixers organization itself? Because from the outside perspective to me throughout all these years, not necessarily just what's been going on the past couple of months over the off season, it feels like it's been pretty close to 50, 50. Because although we, we know about Ben Simmons limitations and everything he doesn't do. And trust me, I'm, I'm right there with it. I've been, I've been saying the past couple of the seasons, I just don't think that the limitations that the team has and how easily you able to scheme against them. It's they're they're always going to be like capped out in the second round. At least that's how I felt. And so, how much of it is their ability to put the right talent around Simmons and Embiid, and as well, just how they've handled the entire saga throughout.
3: Yeah, I mean, um, I think the Sixers' main flaw, what they've done um, mostly, is that they've uh, coddled him every way, and no one's told him the truth. No one's demanding him to get better. No one has made it something that he has to do. Um, so they need culture. I, they need like heat culture is
2: what you're saying, Michael, right?
3: <laughs> no, they don't necessarily need that. Um, but I put most of the blame on Ben because I think it's all about attitude because we know what his flaws are. We know he doesn't shoot the ball. But you know who else can't shoot the ball? The Finals MVP, a two-time MVP. Giannis Antetokounmpo cannot shoot. But you know what? He plays hard every night. He competes. He's fearless. He's not afraid to be embarrassed. If he's going to miss 15 free throws, that means he's going to take 30. He's not scared of the moment. Ben Simmons ran from the moment, hid from the moment, had a, a wide open dunk with a tray in his face and gave up the ball. So I think that you can say that Sixers did this. They didn't do this. They didn't, they didn't you know build them up enough or they didn't build the right team around him. You know, at this level, you know, you really got to um, bring it, you know, and you really got to want it. But eventually it's going to show up where you put the work in. And can anybody look at Ben Simmons game in the last four years and say, man, he really improved in this area. You can't find one area that he's improved on. I mean, on the defensive end, he's definitely, you know, he can he can do some things. But we say the same thing about his skill set from the beginning. He's great on the open floor. He, he's so big. He's fast. He's strong. He can, he can attack the rim. He can dunk. He can do all these things. He's been doing that from day one. But what area has he gotten better? And that's where I think that, yeah, the Sixers could demand that of him, but he's got to want it too. And that's when you look at all the great players in the league, eventually the the light switch goes off. Ben Simmons has been dealing with the same issue after every postseason series. I mean, uh, postseason performance. His first year against this, um, they, they went to the conference semis. They got beat by the Celtics. He had a game where he got one point. And fans were like, why aren't you shooting the ball? Jason Tatum ate him he up. He looked
4: good against the Heat in that round before.
3: Yeah. But I mean, Jason Tatum's a rookie and he ate he ate up everybody on that, on that, on that Sixers squad. And it's like, why is he performing and why is Ben running? The next year, same situation. Then he got hurt the last year. And then this this last season, where is he when you when you need him? So I think that you can put some blame on the Sixers, but I put most of it on um on, on Ben because at this point, you're 25 years old. And you can't say the organization didn't give me shooters or they didn't give me that. They had enough. And if you look at Joel MB last year, what did he do last year? He got smart. He got off Twitter. He stopped, you know, being a joke and, and, and say he did everything guys. <laughs> he he was a professional. He showed up. You could see that in, in ways that his game got improved. He was runner up the MVP. He did everything that they asked of him. The only thing that happened is that he had some bad luck with injuries and COVID, which cost him, you know, from really having a dominant season, but he did it. Cause he had the drive. Where's Ben's drive.
1: Michael, it's, it's a couple of things you mentioned there. First thing, uh, the passing up the dunk, it was one of those moments when you know a tenure with a team is over. It's like, yeah. I, I mean, I think we all yeah. tweeted it at the time. It's like, okay, that's it. And, and the thing that you're talking about with that, and I do want to transition to Beal and some other things in the Eastern conference here with you, but the thing yeah, we got more time about,
3: than you think. I, I can go.
1: Okay, well, but, but, here, but here's my question, I, I mean, about this. You mentioned they never held him accountable, right? Never. That was the first time, the press conference after that, where Doc said, when well, he was asked, and he says, I don't know if he can be a point yep. guard on a championship team. And, and after, he, and it seems like that was it. Ben couldn't take it. That was it. Like that one yeah. comment, the first time that they challenged him, I do have a question for you on this, though, as somebody who observes the league, and I do want to transition off of this. Um, I mean, as you know, I'm a big LeBron guy, okay, but I got to know the clutch situation pretty well, or, or you know, obviously. And, of course, in Miami, there are some bad feelings about clutch, including inside the organization. I was looking through this the other day. How many clutch guys have real, other than Bron, okay, have really improved? Over time, I, I feel like there's a I, I, there, there seems to be a line where there's a coddling that comes with that agency. Maybe I'm reading into it too much, but we, we talk about some of those guys. It seems like some of them get contracts they shouldn't get because like they get Eric Bledsoe, a maybe what's that?
2: <laughs> like Eric Bledsoe.
1: Well, like Eric Bledsoe, like Tristan Thompson. Like, I mean, let's just go down the list. There seem to be a lot of guys. In I mean, the- John
3: Wall is my guy, but he hasn't um, done much since he got his big deal.
1: I, it's just it's just an interesting thought i was I, you know again i'm not saying it's their fault but it does seem like i don't know that clutch seems to run the league to a certain degree along with caa at this point yeah and, and and it doesn't seem to me like the guys with clutch that people that there seems to be regret with those contracts a lot of the time
3: well i i think the one thing is that that i've noticed uh, just with clutch um is that the ending is ugly Yes. Like you can guarantee that it's not going to end pretty. It's not going to go well. Um, Anthony Davis, I mean, burned every possible bridge with New Orleans, which shouldn't have happened. should not have ended. should not have been an ugly situation for him to leave. Um, John Wall situation in D.C. when he left ugly, bad. Um, And so when you look at just how these these uh, relationships end and, you know, it's like it's a business, but it doesn't have to be. You know, you can, I, I mean, I don't know necessarily a clean way to leave an organization.
1: Well, but, it wasn't clean. It wasn't clean in Miami either, Michael. I mean, yeah, that's but I big, mean, to the point that he's I mean, haven't been a clutch player since. I mean, we're all yeah, it's, by it's, accident, but that was it. It's, 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 tip,
3: it's typically going to be, you know, bad whenever a player leaves. But I mean, think about it. AD was like not allowed to play in New Orleans. Right. Like they they's like, we can't, we can't even put you on the court because the fans are just going to boo you to death. Like you're not even going to get a chance to enjoy this. Um, and so you got to wonder, like, you know, how much power is really going to be beneficial to the player. Like we talk about, you know, player empowerment movement and all this other stuff. But what about just like just trying to say, you know, be respectful on the way out, you know, just say, you know what, I appreciate the fans I, and uh, I know that things didn't, didn't end well with the organization, but, you know, just try to have, just go out with some dignity, you know. Um, you know, eighty gave New Orleans some great years mm-hmm. and those fans should appreciate him, but they loathe him because of the way it ended, but it didn't have to end that way. With the, um, that's
4: all folks. T-shirt.
3: Yeah. The T-shirt, you know, the trade demand, um, you know, in, in some ways, just kind of like not showing up the second half of the, uh, after the all-star break. It, it, it was just, it shouldn't have, it shouldn't have gone out that like that. And now you yeah, have Ben Simmons, somebody who I don't, I'll say, you know, I live in Philly and I've been, I've seen a lot of Sixers games over the last three years. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't classify him as a beloved figure. I don't think that there ever was a love affair between the fans and him. I mean, one thing that I noticed, you know, is that Markel Fultz was only there for, you know, what, a year and a half, Mm -hmm. maybe two years, and um, they had a chance for Markel Fultz. Mm
0: -hmm. And he
3: wasn't anywhere near the player that Ben Simmons is. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, Joel Embiid's got an MVP chance, like, this whole time there. There never was a chance for Ben.
2: Well, you're there, singing there were, there sweet music. For- this is sweet music well, right here. Just I, continue I the Ben this. Simmons He's slander. Song. These are no, two just
1: Sixers haters on here. You're, you're giving them exactly what they want. But but just just to be fair, Michael, and, there were chance for Jimmy Butler in the time he was there, and it's interesting. There were you're,
3: chance for everybody.
1: But and you, but you were talking about but you were talking about Minnesota and and, and uh, Towns is a guy who comes up and and then we're talking about Philadelphia and Simmons. And it appears, because those were the two players that Jimmy didn't seem to click with in those two places. I know there was talk about Wiggins, but it really was more towns that he had issues with in Minnesota. And then in Philadelphia, he had a relationship with Joel, okay, very close relationship that remains. It was more Ben, okay, if there was an issue on the court. And it just seems very clear right now that Jimmy Butler was right, right, in both places. Yeah,
3: yeah, he was. Because the one thing that stood out to me about the Philly situation is that the Sixers didn't become a, a real threat in the East until they took a the ball out of Ben's hands and said, Jimmy, save us. And Jimmy had to be the guy to step up and do things. And that really rubbed Ben the wrong way. Like he wasn't happy not having the ball in his hands, but they needed somebody who, if like, if you have the ball in your hands, you got to do something with it. Like, we don't want you to just pass. <laughs> like Anybody can pass the ball to, you know, the open shooter, or give it to Joel and B. but what are you going to do with it? Like, are you going to be able to, your man off the dribble, get to the basket. Are you going to be able to create shots for other guys? Are you going to shoot the ball? He doesn't
4: even attack mismatches.
3: Yeah, like it's, 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 uh, it's, it's weird to watch him play sometimes. Um, like I said, he's a dynamic athlete. And I think that if he ever had the desire, he could be great. But I haven't seen that desire. I haven't, I've always seen him say, well, yeah, people say I should shoot more. But you know what? I'm an all-star. So it's always like, like well, I'm already good enough. So how much, how much better can I possibly get? Well, push yourself and see how much better you can possibly get. Like, look, I mean, we can't compare guys to LeBron, but think about him. Mm -hmm. How good has he been from day one? But how much does he push himself to say, this ain't enough. I got to be greater than this. That's why he's in the league 19 years and still one of the best players in basketball because he never got satisfied and content with just being an all-star. He wants to be the best. And, you know, I've, I've heard comments from his high school coach, you know, Kevin Boyle, like saying, that if he just shot the ball, if he just, just shot the ball, he could be in the MVP conversation. Now, people say you have the physical tools to be in the MVP conversation, and you're going with 14-7-7, seven, and seven, and mm-hmm. people criticizing you, and you're saying, well, I'm an all-star. Well, there's a next level. There are all-stars. There are perennial all-stars. There are Hall of Famers. Mm-hmm. Like, which one do you want to be? He's not a
1: Riley guy. Well, and you're talking about four shots in in the fourth quarter of an entire playoff series that your team loses to a team you were favorite against. I think that's the Hawks, man. To the Hawks. I I lived in Atlanta.
3: I lived in Atlanta. I covered the Hawks. Like I (laughs) I know the history of that organization. (laughs) Like this is not the team that that winds up ruining franchises. But (laughs) Trey Young gonna sit around here saying, Yeah, man, I blew up the Sixers. I blew up the process.
1: That's right. That's right. All right. Well, we're going to get to some uh, Bradley Beal conversation and also a little rapid fire here with Michael uh, in a second. Before we do I want to tell you about a great sponsor of the five reasons sports network. If you've got a smaller, medium business, or maybe you work for one, you want to impress the boss mentioned CPT of South Florida. They've been providing small and medium businesses with the technology they need for decades. They specialize in cloud hosts and phone systems and managed it reach out to TJ he has been helping South Florida business save thousands per month. You can do the same for you with the cloud phone system. You can work from anywhere on any device. So here's how you reach them and get the great promotion, which is free phones and the first two months of service. Free, 954-966-2766. That's 954-966-2766. Or visit the website at cpt-florida.com. That's cpt-florida.com, 954-966-2766. All right, we're here with Michael Lee. Um, obviously covered a bunch of NBA teams, uh, very familiar with the Washington situation among others. And so we want to go to you uh, on this because obviously Bradley Beal has been an obsession of heat fans for a long time. Um, I know you and I are both friendly with, uh, with Candace Buckner. I have a, a sort of a running bet with Candace that goes back a couple of years here, um, Uh, where, you know, I said, eventually Bradley Beal would fight his way to Miami. Uh, It Mm. hasn't happened. I've been wrong so far. Um, It seems like (laughs) he's willing to try to stick the situation out still, but there's always hints, whether it's from him or his wife or whatever, uh, that are going on on social media. And now they've subbed out Russell Westbrook for Spencer Dinwiddie. And I don't know what else they've really done to the roster of significance. I'll just ask you this. Is Bradley Beal going to hold on for the entire year without asking out? Yes. So Candace yeah. is gonna wow. be right. I can't allow through that. the
3: deadline. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Because people, people are like totally missing the whole thing. Um, when did Ben ask out?
2: Off season. No, nah, after he got
3: his extension.
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> so he's gonna secure that, but he could secure that it. today, couldn't he? Or does, nah. does he have to wait for a certain amount of time for it to really get? Got to get. You got to, to, to get ten years in the amount. league. Gotta got to get it. ten got years in the years league service. to get that
3: super duper max. And now that he's all NBA. It's all set up, so. Um, and, and and you know guys now are, are, are realizing that you know if you can if you can secure the bag, then you then then you can you got all all the power, and I think that he he, he wants. I mean we're talking about the potential to make two hundred and fifty plus million dollars with his next contract,
0: mm-hmm.
3: and that's a lot of money. Now, I know some guys are willing to walk away from big money. Brad ain't one of them. So I would be surprised. Um, things would have to go extremely sour, you know, for him to say this isn't it. Think about how bad the Wizards were last year. I think they were like 17 games below 500, and he never asked out. Um, he's got a big big picture plan ahead, and uh, a lot of it relies on the fact that the Wizards can pay him a lot more money than anybody else. And uh, if he ever asked out, I think I don't think it'll happen until he has secured the super-duper max extension That's that's available to him after 10 years of service. So I think that's the one that's always cracked me up when people are talking about Bradley Bill being available for a trade. I'm like, there's a lot of money on the table that he's not trying to walk away from just for a chance to win a ring that isn't guaranteed. So yeah. um yeah. And, and he's what he he'll be I think he's uh twenty eight. Mm-hmm. So if next that, year. Yeah. So next year he'll sign his extension at twenty nine. And uh and then then you can start ring chasing. I mean um, I, th- I think he's enjoyed being the man. I think he's enjoying that experience and being one of the league's best scorers. Um, I think a scoring title is still within range for him. He came real close last year, and uh, the team that they have this year is probably accentuates his, his talents a lot more than the other team. But he's the he's the guy. Like he's the unquestioned leader of that team. Um, you know, today uh, Tommy Shepard, the GM, said that he sets the thermometer for this organization. Like like when you are in that position of power. You're not willing to just give that up just for any situation. You know, you might say, yeah, it'd be great to go somewhere and win a championship. But, you know, do you want to just go somewhere and be the third guy on a championship team? Or do you want to be the man? He wants to be the man while he's still in his prime. And then maybe when he's out of his prime, it feels like he needs more help. I think that's when he'll say, you know what? Think it's time for me to move on thanks thanks for everything and thanks for that bag
2: <laughs> oh, you know and you talk about securing a bag and having a master plan and i appreciate that perspective because i think we lose sight of that even when we discuss that topic on five on the floor so um it, I mean, it we've, is seen, inter- we've
3: seen we've seen a lot of guys walk away from that money we saw and so anthony yeah, davis do it, it to force himself out um and then we've also seen yeah some guys regret it but um but i think brad is is much more he, he's 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 more strategic when it comes to that. See, you know, I think he, I think he's also more patient. I don't think he was under the same type of pressure as some guys to say, I got to win now. I don't think anybody's looking at Bradley Bill and be like, oh, he hasn't won a title yet. nobody so that kind of pressure on him. AD had that kind of pressure on him. KD right. had that kind of pressure on of him. As draft
2: status and everything yeah. else. But you know what? Like to me, it's actually hopeful as a, as a heat, as a person who would love him to end up in Miami. Because to me, that feels like, um, inevitably it's not if, it's when, and maybe when is down the line a bit once he secures that extension and maybe he's the bridge of the BAM out of bio era as Jimmy Butler ushers himself out. Who knows how that goes? But to me, it sounds like, um, I just don't know how Washington can put a team around him. So I'm going to go like kind of more functionally basketball here. Do you yeah. think that there's even... Um, an avenue with which they can put the type of talent around him that would make him stay there long-term. So he gets the, he secures the bag, but then like uh, at some nah, point you have to say it, like, I'm, I'm not making the playoffs here, you know, right.
3: Yeah. no, I mean, they, they made the playoffs last year. They were in the playoff game and then they got in as the a seed and, and uh, you know, and I think that was, that was satisfactory for them. me personally. I thought they blew it. I, I mean, Russell Westbrook had a great, you know, second half and you know help wield them into the postseason and it was a great run um but it cost them because i thought they should have got a lottery pick in this year's draft like Mm i i love this draft i love this class i think there's some potential franchise you know caliber players that they could have you know added to brad or just groomed for to be brad's replacement whenever he inevitably asks out um but i think that uh they they blew an opportunity to really add some stud talent and they're they're only going to Washington's one of those places that's only going to get that talent through the draft for you. Mm -hmm. As great as DC is, as great a city as it is, as wonderful a town it is and people, NBA players love visiting. Nobody wants to play there. It's crazy.
1: I was going to say, Michael, you've actually covered two teams that never attract free agents, Atlanta and Washington are great cities. but yeah, but but the players, like you said, they like visiting. Yeah, they don't want to live there for some of the reasons are more personal, which we will not yes. get into. Those, are, <laughs> okay. But I've heard that from a lot of NBA players. Atlanta, Washington, we visit. We we know people, but we're not. We're, we don't want to stay. Um, but but I feel those are not free agent destinations typically. So I mean, you have to do it through the draft, which means the only way you're really going to build it up is if you really hit on a lot of those sort of mid mid round, not mid-first round picks. Like you you have to like sort of like the Raptors do, okay? Like where where Masai hits on a lot of those guys. Uh, yeah. if you don't if you don't hit on those guys, you're not going anywhere.
4: And the Wizards never do that. They don't.
3: <laughs> typically Yeah. I mean I can't think of anybody, you know, that they they've hit on uh, you other covered, than
4: I, I gotta ask you though. You covered a team uh,
1: that you mentioned John Wall. I can't believe John Wall survived his early NBA experience because I remember the guys he was playing with and the knuckleheads on that team from the very start. You covered that team. That was the JaVale McGee, Jordan Nick Crawford, Young. Nick Young, Andre Black, uh, and Andre, Andre Blatch, Blatch, Blatch team.
2: Right? That yeah. that was
1: that was what John Wall. This is what happens to a number. I'm,
2: you know that's why john <laughs> you just Wall do got his motorings in that for season me. for the rest of the podcast.
3: I, um there they're a bunch. Uh <laughs> there are a bunch. I, I still remember um to, uh andre blatch uh was it What was it lap dance tuesday he hosted <laughs> lap dance tuesday in miami and uh and i remember asking him about it and he was like the thing is everyone made a big deal about lap dance tuesday and like it ain't even a new strip club it's just a regular club <laughs> like but well, they called it lap dance tuesday like
4: do elaborate what, on lap dance tuesday what's <laughs> what's going on here
3: <laughs> <laughs> it was he said it was just a regular club and uh i don't know and i remember um I think there was one game uh, JaVel McGee had done something crazy. He did like some sort of uh, crazy, like re- reverse dunk, like went like a double pump reverse or something. They were down by like 30. And like he, they ran on the court and did like this double pump reverse dunk. And, uh, and Flip Saunders, like just benched them. Like he just said, no, we're not, we're down by 30. Like we don't need to start showboating with a dunk in this situation. <laughs> and so JaVel got benched. And after the game, I'm going to, I'm misquoting it, but he's basically said something to the effect of, "Well, I guess it's not appropriate to do a, a 360 dunk when you're down 30 at home." That's <laughs> Brown, <laughs> <laughs> and like we are, we just had like a joke afterward, like so. This is frowned upon in this organization. <laughs> like, 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 yeah, no, JaVel, you don't need to do the the, the double pump deal reverse when you're down 30 at home. Like, no one's the crowd's not gonna get
2: pumped off of that. Like, <laughs> um, they're, Michael, they're I, I covered
1: I, the big three heat, I would have rather covered those teams.
2: You covered Hassan too, Ethan. I,
1: I well, yeah, but yeah, but this was like having five Hassans on the roster. Like, it was fun. It, fun. fun. It,
3: it 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 was looking back covering that that group because they were harmless honestly, like they weren't bad guys. Like mm. um, I never called them knuckleheads because they really weren't knuckleheads. They were just young guys that just didn't have a lot of direction, but they weren't, they weren't really knuckleheads. They just didn't, they didn't have anybody to help them know what it took to be, pro, be professionals and to win. And you're right. John Wall, the fact that he was able to come out and become a five-time all-star through all that and, you know, be a super mass guy. And uh, I, I think that it says a lot about just how his, his commitment to being great. You know, and you talk about we um, jump jumping back to Ben Simmons. There was a year where John Wall went three for forty-two from three.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: He went three for forty-two from three, and he could have just buried himself and just said, "You know what? I just will never take another three-pointer." But he worked on it, and became a thirty-five percent three-point shooter at some point in his career because he it meant something to him, like he cared, and I think that's what people want to see from Ben. They want to see you invest and care. And um, and so I, that's why I give John a lot of credit, and I always felt like John didn't get the appreciated, didn't get appreciated as much as he should have because of what he had to endure early on, what he witnessed. Um, you know, people don't remember like his. He also Gilbert, Gilbert Arenas was his teammate too.
0: Mm-hmm. You know,
3: people people forget that <laughs> too. Um, so I mean, he he was able to observe and figure out what was for him and what wasn't, and still wound up becoming a star. I mean, I hoping he can. They, he can work things out with Houston and find a way somewhere, but um, uh, because I really want to see him on the floor, I think that whatever situation there that they, they're kind of keeping him um, out, a plan. But I think he just needs to be on the floor because I know how much he loves ball, and it's tough if he's not out there playing.
1: I right, we got we got. I want to do two minutes left uh, with Michael here in a second. We're gonna do some real real rapid fire here uh, with him. Before we do, I want to tell you about another sponsor, the Five Reasons Sports Network. You need CBD, you got to go to Therapist Preferred. They were founded in 2019 by a physical therapist to maximize performance and recovery for active people. I recommend the strawberry lemonade gummies. I just ordered some more because I went through my latest batch. They've also got the green apple gummies. They got the CBD sports cream. They got the tincture, however it is that you want to get it. And here's the thing. It's 100% THC free and third-party lab verified, so no problems with drug tests or anything like that made with cutting edge technology right here in the United States. So go to therapistpreferred.com, that's therapistpreferred.com. Use the code 5reasons you'll get 25% off your order plus free shipping on all orders. All right, we're going to keep these tight quick questions and and uh, we're going to go to you here. The best player in the NBA right now is Giannis. So,
3: so aren't you a KD he... guy? Anyway, I'm i thought... a, I'm a, yeah, I'm a big time KD guy but I think that people are sleeping on the fact that Giannis had a 50 point game in the closeout. And, um, and I think that, you know, he's younger and he has the durability. He can go out there and play a full, um, a full season. He can give it on both ends. I think KD's is great. Um, but I also think he's getting older. So um, it, it, I, I just say Giannis, cause I, I, I want to give him his props.
1: All right. Uh, and I'm going to Greg next here, but I have one more. Uh, can the Nets win anything significant with Kyrie being in and out the way he is?
3: The Nets can't win anything significantly because they're the Nets. Uh, it's, 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 <laughs> wow. it's one thing that I think a lot of people aren't really paying attention to, but like the Nets and the Clippers, like people really got excited when they won free agency a couple of years ago. <laughs> but then in the last two years, we realize you know what? They're the Nets and the Clippers because last year, the Nets should have won a championship. They were right there. They had, the, they had all the pieces in place, but once they get there, James Harden gets hurt in the first game of the playoffs and then they lose Harden. And then Kyrie gets hurt when they have a chance to go up three, one against the bucks, man. I was like, man, this team, this franchise is cursed. Like, <laughs> see, and so that's I,
2: that's what I say about the Sixers, the bulls, the Knicks. So we have similar ideologies well, for an entire decade. Well, yeah. Since, since Jordan, right. <laughs> the bulls are the, the non, the non Jordan
3: years have been pretty <laughs> cursed. Yeah. Um, I mean, think about Derek ever since Rose. Pete Myers suited up, right? Think think about Derek Rose. That guy was Hall of Fame headed to Hall of Fame. Like he was about to be one of the most explosive players that ever put on the uniform. And like his first Michael, three now years, he
1: may end up being the only MVP not to make the Hall of Fame. He he would be the only one that's not. I mean, if you're assuming wow. maybe that Jokic makes it down the road, but he would be the Jokic one. is gonna make
3: it, yeah. As long as he's healthy and he plays, yeah. Yeah. No, and, and it's sad because I, I think that. I don't know if people really know just how dynamic he was those first three years. Like he was phenomenal. Like, um he, he was incredible. I I don't I I can't think of a player that came into a league like him and just just I mean he got MVP. He's the youngest MVP ever. Like yeah. But I'm sorry, it's Even subject, though sorry. LeBron
2: deserved that MVP. But moving on to the next question. By the now, way. <laughs> um uh <laughs> do you think that the Sixers should trade should trade Simmons for John wall. Like you spoke about John wall. You spoke highly of John wall. Uh, mm-hmm. Do you think that they should just cut bait and make that move? No, no,
3: I, I don't, I don't think that's uh, what they need. Um, honestly, there's only a couple of teams. I think they should talk to. Um, I think Sacramento is one of them. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that they should try to do whatever they can to get uh, De'Aaron Fox up out of there. Mm-hmm. Cause they got too many point guards as it is and they need to just go ahead and just, commit to those young guys clearly the fact that if you draft a point guard every year when you have the Aaron Fox lets me know you don't believe in the Aaron Fox Mm -hmm. I think he could be a guy you know get him and like a buddy heel and I think there you go you got a team that's ready to go out there and and compete in the east and do some do some damage um I don't know if that they're willing to give up that much but I think that if you're Sacramento and you got these other guys that you're already developing can go right ahead and just start all over you're not you're not going anywhere you haven't been in the playoffs in 15 years or whatever so Just go ahead and take a shot at Ben Simmons and just see what he can give you. The other team, I don't know if they don't think it'll happen, but I I always saw Golden State was the other team they should talk to because they got some young pieces. I'm very high on Kaminga and uh, I think he could he could be a real big star going forward. And I think if you could get him and you know, I would have said Wiggins, but. Clearly, he's uh, doesn't want to get his shot. So, <laughs> if you don't want to get your shot, then you're not really trying to help your the team. The only and shot
2: he doesn't want to get. Shout yeah. out to Nikias. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I can't believe that. But th- those are the two teams that I think that they should really uh, do a full court press on and try to get um, something for Ben. But, um, but we'll see. I, I don't. But I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't try to get John Wall because I don't. I don't. I don't know. I, I just, I just don't think that's, I think he's 31 now. I think, I think you got to get somebody who's a little younger that you can at least, you know, that can at least Ben Simmons is 25. I don't want to give a trade Ben Simmons for somebody who's six years
4: older. Alex, the Ben Simmons thing. And I'm, I'm going to ask another question. The Warriors are the one that scares me because, you know, like I said earlier, I'm, I'm not, I'm somebody who's kind of down on Ben Simmons. And I see all of these fits It's like, yeah, go ahead, trade him to one of these teams that's de- developing like, he, he'll he'll look all right with a team that doesn't have as much expectations but if he goes to the warriors that's the one where i feel like they could actually maximize what he's good yeah. at and kind of like you know keep down the things that he's not as good at they could just kind of build stuff around him and take that pressure off and i think it, it would actually work really really well and so because of that i hope it doesn't happen but my question <laughs> to you is um if you had to say what are the third and fourth best teams in the east not talking about seeding uh when the playoff you know when the playoffs start but as far as who are the next couple of teams in that tier that you really think have a shot to, you know, make some noise when it comes to the Bucs or the Nets?
3: Yeah, I mean, I definitely think the Bucs and the Nets are the teams to beat in the East. Um, And then I think that um, I got a surprise team, sort of. Uh, I like the Hawks. I like the Hawks um, primarily because I love what they did in the playoffs. I like the fact that they got to the conference finals. Easy match. And – Yeah, but I I think that people sort of overlook just what winning does, uh, especially to, like, really generational players. I think Trey Young's a special guy, and I think that getting that taste is really going to get him fired up. Uh, I'm pretty sure he put in a lot of work this offseason to be better. But one thing I think that was overlooked in that run to the conference finals is that they did it without two lottery picks. They didn't have DeAndre Hunter and um, Cam Reddish for most of that time. Um, And so I think that just – if you expect just to see gradual improvement from all their young guys, John Collins – you know, Hunter and, and Reddish, then you're going to make the leap, but also Nate McMillan has a full season, you know, with this group now at full training camp where he can really implement his defensive schemes. And I think that at that point, you got to really, we got to, you got a potentially special unit. Um, or they also have the pieces to where if there does become a star, like, like a Simmons, not necessarily him, but a star who's just like, get me out of here. They can make that trade because they got the pieces to get something done. So, the Hawks are a team I'm sort of looking at like I think they're lurking. Um, and then I guess for that fourth spot or, th- or three or four spot, it's going to be between Philly and Miami, but um, I'm just not sure how it's going to work because when I look at the Heat, um, I like the names, like I'm familiar with all the guys they added this off but I'm not sure if I like their ages. You know, I'm, I'm really I like I'm a big I'm Kyle Lowry I like I like Kyle, I'm a big Kyle Lowry fan, but he's 35 and you know careful jimmy listens to this i understand and i and, and and i'm not saying this because i'm trying to hate i'm just saying it because i'm being realistic like um we've been spoiled by guys who are in their 30s and um it can still play at a high level because we say chris paul do it we see lebron do it but it's it's hard to do that and then stay at that level um i think that what's really gonna that he's really gonna need guys like like tyler's really gotta step up like he's really got to you know, bounce back from that awful season. I don't know what you're going to get out of Victor Oladipo. I don't know what that knee's ever going to get right, and if he's going to be able to come close to being what he was before he got hurt. Um, I mean, but on paper, it looks pretty solid, but I also realize that for most people, for most people, by the time, eventually starts to kick in, and it becomes a bit more of a struggle. So, I'm not saying that they're going to fail. I'm just saying that if, if if it does become a struggle, I'm not going to be surprised because I often feel like one thing that we kind of are always late to the party on when it comes in the NBA, we're always late in figuring out that young guys are coming because mm-hmm. we always look at the names that we're familiar with and think we're going to depend on this guy to be great forever. It doesn't happen that way. There's always some guy who's 25, 26, that's hungry, that's coming. And I think that there's a lot of young teams out there in the East that are coming. And so while we get comfortable with the names that, that are on the roster, you got to keep looking out on who's the guy that you may not expect to, to burst on the scene because who thought Giannis was going to be a two-time MVP when he became a two-time MVP? Mm-hmm. We didn't see it coming, but he it happened. And so I think that that's the one thing I'm always looking out for in the NBA is that we're always late to the party whenever young guys show up and start letting us know that it's their time.
1: And One of my concerns, and I, I've raised this, I, I keep saying I think the Heat are a better playoff proposition than a regular season proposition yeah. this year, because I think the only way that they can become a playoff proposition is if they rest guys, if they don't put yeah. too much of a burden on some of these players. And their roster until Oladipo comes back is thin. I mean, it's thin in terms of having some unproven guys, guys with talent that they've developed. We've seen that Duncan Robinson's become maybe Max Strus becomes something like that. But there's not a lot of proven guys on the back end of the roster. And as you said, there's a lot of age on the front end of the roster. And really, you've got a guy who, you know, in Bam, who is the one guy who's sort of entering that prime vortex, even though he's doing it younger, maybe, than most yeah. would, because he's accomplished more already. And then they have to get the leap from Tyler. I, I, I'm i totally with you on that. I think we all agree on that because uh, they've cleared a path for him. But I do think that the problem that they're going to have is the balance that Eric's going to have to strike this year is – can can I nurse this team to a high enough seed, okay, that we can do damage in the playoffs? And it's I think there's going to be that push pull, resting Jimmy sometimes, resting Kyle sometimes, Tucker, PJ, P, <laughs> PJ, right, exactly, and just getting them there. I think once they get there, if they're in the right seed or the right matchup, you're not going to want to play them. But it's no, just you're right where you get. Them. But you're also right about young players because. I think we saw it last year and I think people are looking past it because of the bubble and then the post bubble season, but we, I mean, nobody saw Phoenix coming. I mean, ain't no in the bubble or whatever. And yeah. nobody saw Devin Booker as a superstar. Okay. I mean, it, as, as a, as a, you know, as a really good scorer in the league. Yes. But a guy who could, you know, be basically the second best player, or second most important player on a finals team. I don't think
2: we're
3: banned the year yeah.
2: before. Right.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's always going to be some young guy, that we just we just were late to the party on and, and you're like, oh, man, this guy's really good <laughs> and then all of a sudden we get comfortable with him and we, we start looking at this guy and then we some other guys coming up. I mean, it's just it's just this, the way the league goes. I mean, um, there's always going to be, you know, new, fresh faces that, you know, that you got to get ready for um, and just because you haven't seen them doesn't mean they're not there.
4: So here's my last rapid fire question for you, Michael. Sorry, I'm not so yeah. rapid with these.
1: That's okay. Yeah. It's fine. I'm, yeah, I just sitting <laughs> there all night. <laughs> we
4: we tend to do that. No, but really, you said earlier the Nets are not going to win because of their curse. You know, whatever. They're they're not a great franchise. They haven't been. Who is your pick for the NBA title then? You had to pick.
3: Man, it's tough. Um, I I don't know. I mean, I honestly, I mean, I think I'm saying that that I don't, I don't believe in the Nets because, um. I'm Somebody's trying gonna, to, gonna I'm try to reverse. Him. I'm trying to reverse curse it, uh, <laughs> because I I, I I feel like health wise, if they're healthy, that they're, they're not gonna lose. Um, mm. But they weren't health. Like I, I still to me, up to my head, I'm like, Katie stepped on the three point line. Like, can you realize how like they lost Kyrie and Harden, mm. and Katie stepped on the three point line? Think about all the bad breaks they got. Yeah. <laughs> they lost a game seven to the eventual champs. Like all I need was one break to go their way, they would be champions right now, but anyway, um, so my pick for the champion i it's hard to say, um gosh, um,
1: you can't talk about age and then pick the Lakers then I mean you can't, no 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 uh, can't, we can't allow that here.
3: Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not ready to say the Bucks are going to go back to back either. Um,
1: I mean, I, I, Michael, I want to trust a team. I know Alex asked you the question, but like, I want to. I'm trust sorry, I can't say it's no, tough. But, but, but I I want to like there are teams like for instance like Denver, okay, that I think has the pieces to Absolutely. compete for a championship if they're healthy. If if, if Murray comes if, back, Mur- Porter, I
3: don't know about Murray though.
1: But that's the yeah. thing. If Porter takes the next step, but also I just I don't tr- I still don't trust them. Like I don't trust Utah. I don't try, you no. know, like I trust I feel
2: like coach Spo. trust coach Spo. I, I, I,
1: I just feel like when push comes to shove with some of these teams in the West, we're talking about now that the Clippers have faded out, um, you know, with Kawhi's status. Like, I, I want to pick against the Lakers because I don't really like what they've done.
3: I don't either. But but,
1: but I don't I don't know. But ultimately, in a seven game series, if they're healthy, I, I don't who in the West is beating them.
3: Yeah, healthy. I mean, a healthy AD is not gonna go down in the playoffs. Like, it's it's hard to it's hard to bet against him. Um, cause I, cause honestly, you know, we talked about all the old guys, that are, you know, with the Lakers and the this great jokes and everything that come out of it. But um, if they win a championship, it'll be because Anthony Davis is their best player.
0: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, and that and that's I, I I firmly believe that that like for all the old guys they've added, you know, in their 30s and Carmelo and all these other guys, Dwight and. Rondo and everybody and even LeBron as great as he is um if AD is not there if he's not healthy and he's not their best player I don't see him winning but I also think it's very possible that he will be the best player Mm -hmm. and that he will step up um people forget you know LeBron got finals MVP in that series but those first two three games AD was looking like the best player like in the league like even the best player on his team and and I, I just knew that they were going to, like, dominate the Heat because of him. Mm-hmm. And then LeBron obviously got to control the last couple of games. But AD is, And you they know, switched
4: AD onto Jimmy.
3: Yeah. Aged A- 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 everything. I don't, I don't know what AD can't do out there other than be healthy. <laughs> but when he is, you, you can't mess with him.
1: Michael Lee, you can follow him at Mr. Michael Lee. We're going to get you your finals pick on Twitter. We're going to, we're going to force it out of you. I, I, you, oh, you, man. you want to go Nets Lakers like the rest of the world. I know you do, but you just, you're you're hedging to be different, which is, which is fine. I appreciate that. I like, mean, like, like I
3: said, I, th- I think part of it is that, you know, I, I would like to see the Nets win uh, just because I, I hate, you know, franchises that can't break through. Um, but then again, it's just like, can you think of all the crazy things that went wrong when they had the right team? Mm. i would hate to be a nets fan that's all i can say like that 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 would that would stay with me forever like last year like how do we how do we blow this and people don't even think about it lamarcus aldridge he had a heart condition had to retire
1: i know and is back, but he, but here's the thing. The good thing about worrying about Nets fans is there are no Nets fans. They're all converted Knicks fans uh, who are just looking for a place. To, those are heat
2: home games in to, Brooklyn to, to sometimes to hide.
1: So so I I, I saw these Nets jerseys down here at the arena, and I'm like, where did? I, oh come on, okay. You don't know who Otis Birdsong is, okay, or Mike Jaminski, or any of that stuff. You're not an old school Nets fan. I don't I don't. You, you were rooting for Trent Tucker during those days, okay? I, I don't I don't want to I don't want to hear it. All right, follow him at Mr. Michael Lee on Twitter. He's a sports enterprise writer for the washington post obviously knows the league uh and its players really well michael thank you for doing this appreciate it
3: hey thanks for having me on fellas it was fun sorry sorry i I wasn't so rapid fire with those rapid fire answers no that was our fault
1: alex will stay here with you for the next three hours he's he's got nothing (laughs) to do
3: (laughs) i think he just wants me to bash ben simmons for the next 15 minutes uh, that's
4: it this was i mean you have no idea what you've done here anyway that was basically the first half of the show we 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 got everything
1: (laughs) (laughs) thanks michael
3: all right thanks fellas
2: to the five on the floor on the five Regional Sports
0: Network. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery.